Welcome to the Later in Life Planning Show with Patrick Colley, brought to you by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, here's your host, Patrick Colley. Welcome to another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. At Keystone Elder Law, our mission is to shield the middle class from the costs and challenges of getting older. Now, ideally, we're building that shield to protect a person or a family from the costs of getting older while everyone is in good health. We sit down, we look at who makes up the family. We talk about any family dynamics, how everyone gets along with each other. We talk about any special considerations for children or grandchildren. Then we look at finances. What real estate does the person or the couple own? Do they have a lopsided income, and how is that going to play out in the later years of life? Did the person or either spouse serve in the military, or do they have long-term care insurance? So we're looking at not only where they are now, but where things are headed for them and likely threats. We're not just going to sit down and draft a will, draft a power of attorney, draft a, a trust without knowing a whole lot about where people are and where things are going. And then the goal is... We're going to make a plan for incapacity. That will likely involve your power of attorney and your healthcare power of attorney. And we're going to make a plan for how money and other property will be protected and how it will be distributed to children or others in the right way at the right time. That will involve a will and probably some kind of trust. But sometimes people come to Keystone Elder Law when not everybody is in good health. We're not just doing the prospective planning, the... Uh, protecting assets, the uh, building a shield against future challenges. Sometimes people come to us when a family member's cognitive capacity or physical mobility is impaired. Maybe health is declining. They need an extra level of, of help or support. And we can still shore up whatever shield they come into the office with. We can make a better shield out of what they have. We can protect savings, but the most important factor at that point is arranging for the level of care and support that the family member needs. We, we see very often at Keystone Elder Law that a family member would benefit from moving outside of their home to a community setting where their safety, their nutrition, their general well-being will be greatly enhanced. But the person clings to this idea that they must stay in their home. Now, I get it. Nobody wants to leave their home. It's where your memories are. It's, it's one of the last places where you feel independent and in control. People, though, are, are often slow to recognize that they are actually less independent and less in control as certain health conditions deteriorate. Among the many benefits of being in a community where care and support is provided— one of the most important things about that uh, is, is engaging the mind and the body in stimulating activity. Too often, when a spouse has died, children have moved away, a person becomes isolated and lonely in his or her home. If the person has fewer friends or avoids interacting with people outside the home, there are very real and harmful effects for the person's mental and physical health. As you listen today, you may not be feeling intense loneliness or isolation, but maybe someone you know is experiencing this common phenomenon. So the point of today's show 
is to be aware of the physical, mental, and emotional harm, even premature death, that results from being lonely. To discuss this common phenomenon, this loneliness, this isolation, and the profound benefit of interacting with other people and engaging in stimulating activity, I am joined today by Zeddy Neidig of Legend at Silver Creek, uh, the South Central PA region's newest personal care community. If you spend any time in Silver Spring Township, Cumberland County, you may have even seen it being built. And it's a beautiful setting and a welcome resource for older adults in South Central PA. Zeddy Neidig, thank you for being here on the Later in Life Planning Show. Patrick, thank you so much for inviting us to attend and, and chat with you a little bit about <clears throat> personal care and memory care communities. And, um, you know, what we bring to the table as far as socialization, good food, medication management, all of the wonderful things that uh, take place at a community. You know, in any event, as I was just saying, I think there comes a point where a person's well-being can be so uh, so greatly en- enhanced and protected, but especially knowing you and knowing some of the other people at Legend at Silver Creek, I have to think that the the level of support and, and care and true compassion is even greater. So I'm just thrilled that you could join me and uh, and share with listeners what this is all about. And I think a good place to start is sort of if you stay the course, if you, you know, if you're home and you are by yourself for whatever reason, you've lost your spouse, you've lost your friends, your kids moved far away, whatever the case may be. I mean, there are actual studies, aren't there? I mean, this is part of what you at with Legend Senior Living and Legend at Silver Creek in particular what you're fighting against. I mean, but there are studies that talk about the public health impact of loneliness and isolation. Patrick, you're absolutely correct. Um, we have some studies that show that, um, you know, the impact of loneliness and isolation, prolonged isolation, is as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, that seems kind of crazy, but isolation is as bad for your health as alcoholism, smoking, and overeating. That I, I can't, you know, whoever studied that, that must have really been a, a, a eureka moment for them to realize that's because everybody has an image in their head of what alcoholism or smoking or overeating looks like, and you can get a visual, but it's so much harder to get a visual in your head about what does it look like for someone to be isolated and what is that doing to their mind and their body? You know, it's crazy, Patrick. Loneliness and isolation really make up an epidemic. We're talking about the sudden drop in mental and physical activity because of retirement, losing a spouse or friends. Um, you know, we just say even joining a social group, whether it's maybe your local um You know, just your local senior center, just getting out, maybe a group of friends meeting once a week to get out and talk about what's going on in your life or or becoming part of a a senior living community. Sure, because it I mean, to do that, you're you're not just sitting on the couch for one. You are uh, there's a physical mobility component where you're going to have to get up and move around that I think is well established as uh, something that leads to good health. But then the, 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 the chatting, the catching up, the commenting on current events, that's the magic. And that's what I think these researchers, when they find if you're not doing those two things, the physical part of it and, and really the mental part of it, uh, 
to reach the conclusion that it's as bad as 15 cigarettes a day or or it's as bad as alcoholism or overeating it that's astonishing but but you know you can kind of use your imagination and see why that would be um but you know there's good news and i think that's what you're here to share is that when you're around people especially in a community specifically designed for that that it can really increase your chances of living to a, a healthy old age um but you know, I, 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 I'm sure you pick up on this when somebody, a family maybe comes to Legend at Silver Creek and uh, they're exploring the possibility of moving a loved one in and you're speaking to the loved one, too. Um, do people often really understand the concept of loneliness or that their loved one may be lonely? You know, Patrick, I don't think they realize the magnitude of being alone or isolated. I mean, they think because they're going over to visit mom or dad once a week or twice a week, they feel, ah, dad's got company. He's good. But it's really about um, spending time with your peers, people your same age, people who have experienced the same situations or fought in a war together. Um, You know, it's really amazing those peer groups, um, even just Uh, you know, talking about their first cars. I mean, you and I drive Lexuses and GMCs. I mean, they were driving, you know, old model Fords, you know, and Chryslers. So, um, you know, it's just amazing. Like you mentioned, you go through a lot of questions. We do the same thing. When we talk to a family and they're looking about possibly moving in, we ask them a lot of questions as well. What are they looking for? You know, and most times... Um, I can say the top thing that comes to mind is we want dad to be happy and we want him to be around friends and we want him to socialize. So that's one of the end then medication management or uh, three hot meals a day or some of the other. But typically it's that socialization. They want their parents to be social again. That, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm looking at Center Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I, I looked up. Uh, before going on the air, loneliness increases the risk of dementia by 50%. Poor socialization increases the risk of a stroke by 30% and heart disease by 29%. We're going to talk about more of the solution to deal with loneliness and isolation after our break. You are listening to the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, more of the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. We are back on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. I'm speaking today with Zeddy Nidig of Legend at Silver Creek, a beautiful new personal care community located in uh, Silver Spring Township, Cumberland County. And the topic is loneliness, isolation, and the value of being social. So before the break, Zeddy, we were talking about how uh, you know Centers for Disease Control, Control and Prevention has stats on the the, the increase of fifty percent uh, likelihood of dementia if if you are lonely, and the effects on heart disease and the effects on stroke. So this psychological phenomenon becomes a very real physical health and public health factor. And I, I'm wondering, as as I look at these stats, and we're talking about this, that you. And I know you've worked in at least one other uh, personal care community. You you have some experience to draw on here. Whether there's there was a difference before 
COVID really forced isolation on the general population and what you're seeing post-COVID. But did you have any impression of isolation and loneliness because of COVID? Well, Patrick, we've really seen at Legend, uh, we've really seen just folks are waiting way too long to come in and see whether it's us, whether it's another community. They're waiting so long to bring mom or dad in because they think that, oh, they're okay, they're at home, they're alone, they're safe, but they don't realize the socialization factor of how that enhances somebody's life and give somebody a purpose. You and I, we're both still working. We're active. We have a purpose every day. We get up. We have to go into work. We have to help families. Seniors also need a purpose in life. They want to know that their life still makes a difference, that they still have a purpose, and that they can bring um, added value to somebody else's life. And you can do that in a community atmosphere where, um, you know, you're around folks that are your peers that lived the same life or maybe they were farmers and then went to work at a state organization. So you'll find all walks of life in senior living communities. And to echo what you said a moment ago, I've, I've heard this from other people working in one kind of service for older adults or another that people were waiting too long, and especially after COVID, uh, now what what in the business they call the acuity, the the level of support and care that the the older adult needs is just way greater. I mean, their their dementia is further along. Their uh, their I don't know their their mood, their de- uh, depression or anxiety is further along because they were they were at home well past the point where they needed a higher level of care and that socialization in particular. Um, so that seems to be something that's happening everywhere. But I think also, um, and I, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that I think part of what you're fighting against, we are fighting against, is this concept that uh, that there's just this institution called the nursing home. And if we leave the home... We're, we're putting mom or dad in a home. And, and that's maybe at one time, that's really all there was. It was you're either at home or you're in a county-owned nursing home. And it was very like a hospital. It was very institutional. And those were the only two options. Uh, a place like Legend at Silver Creek is not anything like that. I mean, it's going to feel a lot more like you're still at home, even if it's not your house. But do you do you get that impression when speaking to families or the person who would be living there that there's this sense that they're surprised that this is not some institutional setting that they're they're going to be placed in. You know, it's funny, Patrick, we still have families to this day, even 40, 50 years after senior living communities, personal care communities, assisted living communities were starting to be built. Every There's a lot of people out there who still think that we're all the, the county nursing home. And we are the furthest thing away from a, a county nursing home. I mean, we have a gardening room. We have a 56-seat uh, movie theater. You're not going to find that in the county nursing home. I've but, seen the pictures, by the way, on the, your social media of the, the movie room. I, oh, it's I, I've fabulous. got to come over and hang out, maybe move in. I don't know. But you it, have it to. looks wonderful. <laughs> well, you'll be coming to speak, I'm sure, to our residents here real soon, as soon as we uh, you know, get our uh, 2024 calendar in line. But when you talk about the acuity level, Patrick, we have found that family members are just waiting a long time. And what used to be 
people would think their parents are still, oh, they're really independent. But once they get into a community and we kind of spend day, you know, 24 hours a day with them, day after day, we realize that mom and dad are not independent, that they are, they need a lot of personal care. And especially if somebody has dementia or Alzheimer's, um, they, family members are waiting entirely too long to bring them into a more structured community where they can get help, where they can get specific programming that is geared for um, folks with dementia. And And they're just waiting too long. And there's a whole art and science to memory care in particular, how you communicate with a person who has memory issues, uh, even just the decor and, and finding cues to bring out their memories so I think you're right that that uh, somebody who is somewhere along that continuum could benefit from that. But I thought what you were going to say is that you see the family members remark at, wow, they're way better off now. I mean, you start to see them perk up. You start to see a personality emerge where they thought mom or dad was 100% okay at home. But now you really see what 100% looks like as far as the the best life they can be living. And it is amazing. Family members will come in and they'll, they'll, you know, catch their mom or dad at lunch. And they're just sitting around a table with all of their friends talking about life experiences. And then they're going off to play bingo or they're going to talk about different travel around the world. Or, you know, and it's funny because the family members are like, I haven't seen dad or mom this happy in a long time. Well, it's because they're socializing. They are around people their own age with the same likes, um, you know, and that comfort level. Being, um, you know, with family members, you know, I could go spend all day with my mom, but until she's around people her own age, that's that's where that that socialization factor is so important for our seniors. Sure, and it's not like the family can't still visit their loved one there. So if if the pushback is, well, when are they going to see their grandchildren? When are they going to see their children? That happens all the time, I imagine. Absolutely. We're very flexible. I know at Legend, at Silver Creek, and most of the other communities around, they have a policy where you can come and go. People that are living in personal care, memory care, assisted living, people still have the ability to come and go inside of these communities. It's just that they offer better programming, um, you know, three hot meals. They have a structure. Instead of mom waking up at 11 o'clock and, oh, maybe she'll grab something for lunch, maybe not. Um, There's a structure to their day. Right. And, and so, a purpose. And they can still go out to dinner with family or they, you know, off off the campus and so forth. So I, I'm just trying to, to uh, come up with what the devil's advocate position would be here that um, I, I think it's really just comes down to people having assumptions that mom or dad doesn't want to leave. Even if mom or dad says, I do not want to leave my house, there's a lot of assumptions about what the alternative looks like and they might be outdated assumptions or they might just be plain incorrect that that I'm I'm not going to be locked in some facility well you're you're, you're not. not locked <laughs> you're not locked in and it's actually um you know the the way these communities are being built nowadays they offer so much more than just sitting at home watching TV and getting the occasional phone call from your family right uh, there's so much to see and do there's shopping trips we take them to the grocery store uh, we take them out to the the great little produce um, stands like Oak Grove or Paulus's. we do weekly trips yeah, um, yeah it's and, wonderful and I've, I've seen this in some other communities where 
one or two people start looking into a place like Legend at Silver Creek, and then what do you know, three or four or, or five couples from the same neighborhood all move in. So they've just really moved the neighborhood, you know, to that that place. And I always love to see that because that drives home that this is a community. This is not uh, a facility or an institution. It's it's a place to to have uh, a lot that is done for you uh, for structure, but it's a it's a place to get together with other people. Absolutely. And we talk about, you know, we're there to meet the resident wherever they are in their senior living journey. So whether they need, um, maybe they don't need a whole lot of assistance, uh, but maybe they're, um, you know, they need all the assistance from uh, getting up and getting dressed in the morning to help getting to meals. We're there to meet them wherever they are in their senior living journey. Right. So we're going to come back from a break in a moment and talk more with Zeddy Nidig of legend at Silver Creek about isolation and loneliness on the one hand and being social on the other and the the wonderful uh, impact that has on people's lives. And I would be remiss if I did not remind my listeners that if you want to learn more about planning for the later years of life and take a much deeper dive than I'm able to do on this show, I go into some of the topics uh, extensively, whether it's proactive middle-class estate planning and asset protection, whether it's a deep dive into the various levels of care and how you pay for the, for care, how you can begin now to plan for all of these issues. All you do is go to keystoneelderlaw.com and use the workshops tab. We updated it about once a week to show you when the next workshop is coming up for one topic or another. And you can take it in from the comfort of your own home. It's all an online workshop where I, I present some material, I answer questions, and, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people about how helpful it has been, things that they didn't even know about. Um, it just That's the whole point. That's the point of this show. That's the point of educating people is just get the wheels turning on these issues. More in a minute from the Later in Life Planning Show sponsored by Keystone Elder Law right here on News Radio WHP 580. Welcome back to the Later in Life Planning Show on News Radio WHP 580. Here's Patrick Colley. I am speaking today with Zeddy Nidig with Legend at Silver Creek, a beautiful, relatively new uh, personal com- care community in Silver Spring Township, Cumberland County. And we're speaking about how people become isolated, how they become lonely, and the effect on people's mental health and physical health and how this is really an epidemic and how places like personal care communities such as Legend at Silver Creek are the solution for so many people to enhance their safety, their physical health, their mental health, and their general well-being. So, Zeddy, I would think if, if someone's listening to this show and they're thinking of, uh, a spouse or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a neighbor, uh, there's going to be some obvious things that maybe they're, they're, the image in their mind is that is forming. Maybe they're thinking, well, yes, my loved one does just sit in a couch all day and, and watch TV. So idleness is obviously, or being sedentary, that's, that's an obvious sign that uh, that's not the best situation for their health, uh, certainly not for their physical health or their mental health. But what are some of the more nuanced questions to really draw out the points that you're making today? What what questions should people be asking? Well, Patrick, some really good questions that they can ask is, does my loved one have at least two meaningful conversations per day? 
And that doesn't mean, hey, mom, how are you doing today? What did you eat? You know, meaningful conversations. Um, Another good question is, does my family member see peers at least once a day? Not just family members, but peers, people their own age, um, you know, all walks of life. And that might be tied to a meaningful conversation. So, you know, I guess suppose, you know, the, the grandparent can have a meaningful conversation with a grandchild, uh, you know, but but it's maybe not the same kind of meaning or impact on the older adult that they can have with someone of their age group and uh, like you've already said, similar experiences. But but that's that's really powerful to 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 ask that question. How many? Let's look at the quality, not just the quantity of interactions, but what's the quality of it? What is that doing for them in their mind and for their sense of why they're on the earth right now? Absolutely, Patrick. And everybody has everybody likes to have a purpose. Again, we talk about a purpose. Um, everybody wants a purpose when they wake up. You and I go off to work and we help families all day long. And it, it's about still having a purpose and bringing something meaningful to the community that you're in. And, and I see this. Um, I love it when not only the older adult is in my office at, at Keystone Elder Law, but supportive adult children are, are sometimes there as well. And that, I think, bodes well for any plan that we're going to put together. It, it, it's great to hear the to have the children hear the thought straight from the mouth of their parent that they may not feel comfortable sharing in any other setting. But since we're there in that environment and we're, we're going to work on something, uh, they feel like, well, this is a professional setting. I might as well say this. And so it, it sort of not forces, but it brings about an occasion for a conversation that they really need to have. And I've been thinking about this as you were talking because, I mean, recently and and many, many times before it, I met with someone who, you know, the it was a mother and two daughters. And the mother was saying, you know, we're, we're talking about her, you know, what about if long-term care comes along? And that's a, that's a big issue financially, emotionally, uh, just levels of support. And she kind of shut it down right away, and she said, you know, I lost my husband of 67 years. I don't want long-term care. I don't stop my medications. You could tell what was coming through uh, was a lack of purpose. She mm-hmm. she just, you know, that was my purpose, was to be married to that man, and without him, my life is not worth living. And, you know, I wasn't going to put it in those words, but you could see the discomfort on the faces of her daughters who who kept gently trying to remind their mother you know you 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 have children and you have grandchildren who love you and but but it was so apparent what you're describing when i was when you know having this conversation with someone who and and it's not like i can judge or blame her i mean that's that's got to be a profound life change and but that's really where everything you've been describing as far as the interaction with, with other people becomes so important it really does, Patrick. I mean, sometimes they don't even have that conversation with their with their parent or a loved one. They want someone else to be the bad guy, you know, and, and start that conversation. It's a heavy, heavy conversation to talk about senior living and what that looks like. And, you know, so I'm not going to have that conversation, but it's a great place like at your office to start that conversation. Um, you'd be surprised how many people I know you, you mentioned about, um, you know, sitting – on your couch watching TV is not an active lifestyle. And when people come in and they tell us, well, what does mom or dad do? Um, well, they sit on their couch and watch TV all day. 
Well, is that what you want for your loved one? No, you want so much more. You want quality of life, quality activities, um, things that are of interest to them. Maybe it's gardening. Um, maybe it's watching movies. Maybe it's talking about some of their travel that they've traveled all over the world. Um, you know, just to share that part of their life with someone else that can appreciate it and maybe also, um, you know, did the same things in their lifetime. Yeah, and, and it's not like we're saying you can't sit on the couch and watch TV. We've already established that you have a beautiful theater room at Legend at Silver Creek. So, But it's one thing to you know actively watch baseball and, and handwrite all the stats and then turn to somebody else and, and say, you know, now here's a trend I'm seeing with this player or, or something like that. And it's quite a different thing to just whatever's on, I just want to zone out all day, every day. I mean, it's just two totally different experiences. It really and truly is, Patrick. I know some of the, you know, talking about some stories about socialization, um, you know, we have one gentleman who loves to play his keyboard, and he has a dulcimer that he plays too. And just the stories of he used to play in a polka band. And oh my goodness, when I hear him play in the polka, it just brings back my memories of watching my mom and dad dance to polkas. And it gives him a purpose. You know, he loves playing his keyboard, his dulcimer, and that's his purpose now is to bring happiness to other residents in the community. And and it just, it warms your heart. It really and truly does. It's got to be great for the other residents as well. And I saw, it might have been a different community, but um, I saw recently on, on social media how, um, you know, children came in to trick or treat for, you know, in the, in the community and the older adults who were the residents absolutely loved it and probably got dressed up in one way or another, but played along and just to have this infusion of life. Well, you're not going to get that sitting at home, you know, as active as you might think you are at home, even if you're not sitting in the, on the couch all day, you're not getting that. You're not. That's And that's such a quality of life. That's what we're talking about in a community like Legend at Silver Creek. It's quality of life. It's those um, trick-or-treats with the, you know, with the small kids. When, when If you're at home, you're turning off your outside light so you avoid because, you know, as a senior, you have to be almost afraid sometimes of what's going on outside your door. So in a community where it's controlled, where, you know, there are security measures in place, you know, to have the young adults come around and trick-or-treat in costumes, you'll just watch residents' faces light up because, again, they're, they feel like they're part of the community. Right. And, and community is the key word. Meaningful conversation was a great uh, word that you used. And I think that just comes down to, you know, if you're asking these questions, how many meaningful conversations does my family member or my loved one have every day or twice a day? You know, you kind of have to think, well, who's available? What's the network of peers they might might draw on? And if if they don't really have a network, well, then you're not going to be hitting those numbers, are you? You know, you're you're not going to be having enough uh, interactions like that. And and I think the stories that you're telling, well, the guy who used to play in a polka band, you know, these this is not only do you have a network that's right there, but it's an interesting network. I mean, these are some in, these can be some interesting people. There we have so many amazing residents in our community. <clears throat> All you have to do is just ask them a couple questions of, you know, what did they do for a living? Or we have one lady who would sing and she um, sang opera on Broadway. 
I mean, right here in central Pennsylvania, it's pretty cool. We have another young lady who um, she has some physical deficits, but she has come in and she is now like a mother hen to all of our senior residents. And her family loves the fact that she has a purpose. Again, it's about a purpose every day. She has this purpose to, to help other people, um, you know, just have a better quality of life. So, and I'd like to hear more about that because I believe we spoke about that before uh, having this show, and that's a really fascinating story. So we'll talk about that after a break. Uh, but again, I want to remind people that, that we're speaking with Zeddy Nidig of Legend at Silver Creek. The number there is 717-550-1200. That's 550-1200. You can go to legendseniorliving.com and uh, search for the Mechanicsburg property where, where Zeddy works and where all this magic is happening. But we'll talk more about this community as an antidote to loneliness in a moment. This is the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580. It's the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, your host, Patrick Colley. I am speaking today with Zeddy Neidig of Legend at Silver Creek, and we've been talking about the statistics and studies on isolation and loneliness and what that does to a person's mental health, their physical health, how it spikes the rate of dementia, the rate of stroke, the rate of heart disease. Uh, and, and it kind of is a, is a silent killer because it doesn't have the outward appearance that smoking 15 cigarettes a day might, and it yet it has exactly the same health uh, effect. It doesn't have the outward appearance of alcoholism or overeating, but it has the same effect. And uh, Zeddy, you've been talking about the uh, the impact of a community, being around people in, in ways, I think the way you describe it is so contrary to the image people have in their heads because they've done no research. They're just writing it off. It's just not, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not going into some uh, dark dungeon facility that you know that they think is the nursing home, and it's it's not. This is a personal care community, and and I want to return to something that you alluded to right before the break. The story of the uh, younger woman, which I just think is so moving, um, and what's behind it is this concept you've touched on, which is having a sense of purpose, um, and this is something that. Uh, might differ from person to person, what your purpose is, what my purpose is, what what brings you fulfillment. But researchers uh, at Boston University School of Public Health have found that having a purpose lowers the risk of all causes of mortality, regardless of gender, race, ethnicity. They've seen some slightly stronger effects with among women, but but regardless of any gender, race, or ethnicity, having a purpose lowers all causes of mortality. Other researchers have found that if you have a higher sense of purpose, you're going to be less reactive to daily stressors. You're going to be less anxious in the face of, I don't know, challenging or or uncertain events. And so there's there's all of this research to back up the importance of having a purpose. But I think that story that, that you shared with me offline uh, really uh, bears a fuller telling. So tell me about this younger woman uh, who came in, and you were, I think you described her as a mother hen, but what, what was the whole story there? <laughs> so Patrick, um, this young lady, um, I know her parents called, and they were looking for a community for their younger daughter. 
typically in senior living communities, we are looking for a lot of people ask, do you have an age limit? And typically it's 55 or older. So their daughter was under the um, under the age of 50. So they were hopeful that maybe they could find a community where their daughter would find a purpose, be able to spend time around older adults. So <clears throat> I called him back and the mother was like, I, I couldn't believe it. You called me right back within two minutes. And I'm like, well, that's my job. And uh, so anyhow, they came into tour. Uh, the mom and the dad came into tour. And their daughter um, served in the military. And while she was in the military, contacted a, um, a disease that left her uh, with some physical deficits. And they looked at the community and they thought, oh, my goodness. And we didn't even have a building to show them. We had an idea. We had – it's called Blue Sky Marketing. And we – had this concept of what our community was going to look like and the activities that we were going to have available and how the, you know, the, the flow of everything was going to go with inside the community and our theater, our library, Bible study groups. I mean, just all of these different activities that were available. And they decided that this is where they wanted their daughter to come if we would allow somebody under the age of 50 in our community so, of course, I had to, you know, just get that approval. I went to, um, you know, our home office and asked if we could, you know, um, have someone move in that was under the age of 50. It was okayed. Uh, she has moved in. She's one of our first residents to move in. And I can tell you her life before her parents used to do uh, riding therapy and they would do all kinds of things to keep their daughter busy and active. Um, and now... They get to live their life, and their daughter gets to live a very fulfilling life by being in a community, loving up on other people who are older than her, but she plays the mother hen. And she'll go and knock on doors and say, okay, let's go. We're going to bingo today, or we're going to Daily Chronicles, or we're going to go to this craft event. So um, this young lady has truly, truly just um, come out of her shell, and she's just— Every day, she just smiles and loves up on everybody, and it's just such a heartwarming story, Patrick, and that's what that's why we do what we do every day. And I have to think that the other residents really appreciate having, you know, we've talked about the importance of age-specific peers, maybe just to share experiences, but there's there's a youthful energy there that I'm sure that person brings, and and a, a, an extra level of assistance from somebody who is not you know, working there, I think I'm sure they appreciate that. But how about the parents, though? I mean, if if you compare, I mean, do you have a sense speaking to the parents of the before versus the now? You know what what the difference means to both. You kind of see it on the face of the resident, but what what does it mean to them? You know, it's funny. Every time I see um, her mom and dad, her mom is always crying. She's like, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful that you helped out our daughter and she's able to be here. Um, you know, and now when they visit, it's, it, you know, it's not about them taking care of their daughter. It's about them visiting and spending quality time with their daughter. And they get to be the parent. And when we have family members in that are visiting their parents, um, they get to be the daughter again, too, or the son, instead of the constant caregiver, right. which really weighs on a family, especially if there's only one family member in the area. Um, you know, it just really weighs on them and weighs them down. 
I've had that conversation with numerous families where you can see the fatigue mm-hmm. of the the spouse who might be, you know, in her 70s or 80s. And and I say, wouldn't you just like to be the wife and, and yet have time to sleep, have time to go shopping, you know, do the things you need to do, but you can still be there while somebody else does the caregiving. And and same for the adult children. So it works the other way around. In this case, it just happened to be the, the parents got to, to have uh, to be parents and, and know that their daughter was well cared for. Um, so I, I just think that, uh, you know, really this is all getting to what you are asking of the people in your life. What would really uh, give them the greatest purpose? Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, so the purpose turned out for this younger woman uh, that she can be a, a, a light in the lives of other people. Um, and that gives her more purpose than the writing lessons and so forth. But there's a famous book. It was a New York Times bestseller. It's called Being Mortal. It was by uh, someone named Atul Gawande. And I, I just ordered it because somebody just recommended it, and I can't wait to read it. But apparently there's just one little snippet goes to what I'm saying here. Uh, there was a study that showed that nursing home patients lived longer if they were given a plant to care for. You know, so it doesn't have to be that your purpose is to climb Mount Everest. It can be you're there for for other people. You are there to learn a language or some skill. And and I think you you've described this to me about people at Legend that, you know, the the look on their face when the, the music comes on and they're dancing or they're engaging in other activities. Um, you know, describe that for us. You know, it's funny, Patrick, because if they hear. Uh, music that maybe it was their wedding song or it just brings back you can just you can almost see the wheels turning in their brain when it when when something resonates with them and they're like that's what it's about it's just that that moment in time where they get to think pleasant thoughts again Um, you know I was just meeting with a family this morning and I said do you ever think about what happens to the loved one that you're caring for if something happens to you first. And then a family's in a situation where they're in a dire need and they have to, you know, they have to start looking for mom or dad um, in very short order what what's available. Right. So a lot of Not times the ideal. Ca- no, sometimes the caregiver, something happens to them. And then the family's faced with, oh, now what do we do? So you really need to consider all of that when you're when you're thinking about Right, because then the the backup plan is already in place. The network of peers is already in place. So, and I remember you you were describing not only the how the the look of pure joy when the 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 wheels turn because that the a certain song came on, but you've described uh, to me when we've spoken before about you know the blue collar person who they get their hands in the dirt to do some gardening and it's a whole different person and. You know, you're just not going to get that sitting at home. You're not. You know, a lot of people had, you know, back in the day, you know, back in the, the 40s and 50s, a lot of people had gardens. So we have a, a, an entire gardening room, 365 days a year, um, that you can garden as much as you want. Yeah, that's wonderful. Zeddy Neidig from Z- Legend at Silver Creek, LegendSeniorLiving.com. Thank you for being here to share your experiences. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate being here and uh, talking with your viewers. And we'll have more to offer next week on another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show. Join me then right here on News Radio WHP 580.